Jacob Chikrin to the Capitals? It might not be as crazy as it sounds. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Cap. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your inconsistent Capitals. How do they win a big game after dropping six to the New York Rangers and kill it? Everyone's pumping their fists. Yes, this is victorious. And then they fall flat on their face like they did Sunday against the Sabres. This team is lacking an identity, and the margin for error is razor fine. We'll talk about that in the show. And then we'll talk about how I've spoke about on this podcast all season that there were certain promises made to Alex Ovechkin that he was going to stay on a competitive team. Well, it, as it turns out, it appears that Brian McClellan and Alex Ovechkin had a bit of a conversation as they talked about the Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orlov trade, but they talked about more than just that. What is that? Well, I'll talk about that later in the show, but just to get it going here, Jacob Chikrin to the Washington Capitals. Does that seem like an, a crazy idea to you? Uh, you know, people will say, Dan, you're trying to just float all these ideas out here. You're taking everything and throwing it to the wall and seeing if it'll stick. That is not the case. And I'm going to tell you why, because what is one of the things that this Caps team needs right now is they need help on the blue line. They need help with defense because they traded Dmitry Orloff along with Garnet Hathaway to the Boston Bruins for some draft picks. There's a first round pick in there. There's three picks. So there's the potential there for the Capitals to do some big things. And what am I talking about there is that ultimately Dmitry Orlov was not going to come back. They could not come to an agreement as far as term is concerned. They just could, they couldn't find a way to do it. So ultimately it was wise. They ended up trading him away to Boston because otherwise if they would have waited till July, he would have walked and the Caps would have got zero. Same goes for Garnet Hathaway. So how this all ties in is a lot of people thought, you know, that the Caps traded Orlov and Hathaway off to the Bruins, and they got some draft picks because they are planning for their future. This was all about the future because all of a sudden, this Caps team that is geriatric and old and the oldest team in the NHL has decided to get younger. That's the case. That's what's going to happen. That's what the script says. That's what all the talking heads say. But there are there's starting to be rumblings and rumors, and I read about this from Darren Dreger, and I heard about Tarek El-Bashir talk about this, is that did the Capitals acquire that draft capital to go after someone like Jacob Chikrin? Because it is going to take someone big to get someone like him on this team. Is it possible that you know he was crazy like a fox and he traded him knowing that he was going to get the needed capital to able to woo Jacob Chikrin to the Capitals. It is a potential, and you know I do think it's not as crazy as it sounds as we take a look at it. 
On Thursday, TSN's Darren Dreger reported that Jacob Chikrin is a player of interest. For the Caps, it's unclear if McClellan is willing to meet the Coyotes' asking price, but Chikrin is exactly the type of player McClellan hopes to add in the coming days. I'm told by a league source, the 24-year-old defenseman has two years remaining on his contract at 4.6 mil per and could play a big role going forward. So not a rental. Two-year deal. We would have him at least for two years. And, and could that help the Caps blue line? You better believe it. Could you think of a better thing right now than having John Carlson and Jacob Chikrin on the blue line? And I know that that's just the beginning of it, but that's a pretty good start, I got to say. Um, and it kind of just it gets you a little bit excited as a Caps fan about what else uh, is the potential that could potentially be out there. What other big names could come here? Because I think it was just you know, myself included, kind of a foregone conclusion that, you know, um, I understand why Brian McClellan did it. I understand why he moved Orloff and Hathaway there because, um, I, you know, Brian McClellan did his level best to bring Dmitry Orloff back to this team. It's just the length of the contract uh, that didn't, they couldn't come together in the middle. Why can't we get together in the middle? Why can't we meet in the middle? I've heard that somewhere before. I think you know what I'm talking about. So I think that's the biggest thing for the Capitals and Dmitry Orloff is they couldn't come to, uh, to to terms with the term of his contract. So it is. It's my belief that it was a good thing that they moved on and they, and they traded both those guys off because there was no way that they were going to come back to this team. And in as much as we love Hathaway and Orloff, this team, it's just not getting it done. It's not getting it done uh, this Sunday when they played against the Sabres. That was a pretty hideous game. Um, I'll talk about what went wrong. All of a sudden, the Capitals decided to be run and gun, and I don't know, or dump and chase. You know, it was just a different offensive scheme. But in any event, the Capitals were not able to get it done. So it was important for the Capitals to move on and get some other players. Could Jacob Chikrin be that added piece? After Thursday's trade, the Caps own two first-round picks, their own and the Bruins. It's believed McClellan is willing to include Boston's pick in a deal to land a player like Chikrin, since the selection is likely to be late in the first round, writes The Athletic. McClellan does not, however, want to move his own since pick because depending on, on how things go, it could be a very high one. McClellan is fielding calls from teams interested in trading for veterans on expiring contracts, but he's also not interested in moving players like Nick Jensen, Connor Sherry, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Eric Gustafson for a meager return. In fact, he has interest in bringing back all four if there's a deal to be made. Wouldn't that be just something great there altogether? If you could have Chikrin in the mix with all those um, blue liners, so just in that mix there would be Nick Jensen, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Eric Gustafson. Sounds pretty good to me on paper. If you could get those guys back together, I think the blue line would be looking pretty good. And I know we're looking for wholesale changes, and I know that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, Caps fans are hoping that, you know, they're just going to cut bait and they're going to bring back, you know, get all these all-stars to this team. Is that going to be the case? Probably not. That's probably not going to be the case. And, you know, to a certain extent, you know, Chikrin would be good, but I still, I still am in the belief that the Capitals have to be building on their future. I would love to have, you know, a big name defenseman like Chikrin on this team, of course, but it still is looking past the issue. And this is how the Caps have gotten this in this problem before is wanting to win right now. We want to win right now. And why is that? I get why that is, is because Alex Ovechkin is on this team 
and they want to give you know Alex the best chance at winning another cup and the other the best chance at, at beating Gretzky. And you're going to be able to do that with a great team out on the ice. So I understand where it's at, but it still is overlooking their biggest problem that is why their chickens have come home to roost right now is they have been in win-now mode for years and uh, that is why, you know, it's an old team, and that's why, you know, to a certain extent, it's getting better, but the AHL affiliate Bears has been pretty well depleted. You know, it's time to restock the pond, if you will, and um, I guess I wouldn't be too upset if that's what happened. If they, you know, if Chikrin doesn't work out, then I'm okay with them getting a big, you know, first-round pick there. You know, I think that would be pretty, you know, in the capital's best interest, right? So, I don't think that it's all doom and gloom at the end of the day. And uh, hey, I would be all about Jacob Chikrin coming to the Capitals to help solidify that blue line. I mean, that he is one of the premier defensemen that's been uh, talking about by all the talking heads. You know, Elliot Freeman and uh, Pierre Lebron and all these Frank Severali, all these guys. That's who they're all talking about is Chikrin and, and those kind of guys. We saw that Timo Meyer uh, ended up going off to the New Jersey Devils. That is a team that got a lot better. Second place in the Metro. Do you think they're a lot better now with him in the lineup? Do you think that they're putting their guns on the table and saying, Rangers, what's up? You got Tarasenko. We got Timo Meyer. What's up? That's that's the battle that's going on on the top of the Metro. All the way down on the bottom down here is the Capitals as we talk about how we're going to, you know, what are we going to do? You know, one of the things that was said is even after the trade, the Capitals are still pushing for a playoff hunt. I just, you know, I, I want to be drinking that, that's, hyperbole Kool-Aid that everyone's drinking or that, you know, optimistic Kool-Aid. Uh, but if you take a look at the Capitals right now, they are in sixth place with 64 points. The Penguins 67, the Islanders 69, Rangers 77, Devils 88, the Hurricanes 86. Oh my, it would take a quite an about face for this team to make any run for it. And I know that they're not too far out of it, but the margin for error right now is Razor fine. How close can I put my fingers together? Just like that. That is how narrow the margin for error is. So the Capitals would be best served to have someone like Jacob Chikrin, not for this year per se. I, I mean, I, I, stranger things have happened. Am I saying it's impossible that the Capitals are going to make it to the playoffs? No, but I am saying that it is improbable. And the further we get, the latter seems to be the more true than anything. So I would be excited about Chicken Chikrin coming to this team to help the Capitals in years to come, of course. But if it doesn't happen, um, I would still be happy with the draft capital that they got as they could, you know, maybe make a big push and get, you know, a young uh, defenseman on this team that they need because the draft is looking pretty good this year. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. All right. So after the break here, we're going to talk about that conversation between Brian McClellan and Alex Ovechkin. We've always heard that there was this promise when he signed his new deal that he would play on a competitive team. Has there been a change? We'll talk about that next. Next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now, I've been taking it for several months, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of these things. 
Now, I personally take it because I have young children, and if you have kids at home, maybe you can relate that you need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional service. So, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. NHL deadline is Friday, March 3rd. Join us live on Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I have you covered all day on trade deadline. I take the day off from work. I'm that into it. So make sure that you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCaps or DanCaps218. And especially subscribe to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel, it's at LockedOnCapitals. I've got you covered all trade deadline. That is Friday, March 3rd. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day in this next segment here, we're going to talk about a conversation between Brian McClellan and Alex Ovechkin and, um, you know, just how some things have changed. Um, you know, one of the things that has been spoke about, you know, I've heard this from Tarek Al-Bashir. I've heard this from, you know, all the different beat writers is that when OV signed his new deal, there was a stipulation or a clause or a caveat or an asterisk in it that said, if I'm signing on this team, that I'm going to be playing on a competitive team. I don't want to be playing on a team that's tear it down to the studs, rebuild. I want to be playing on a team that has a chance for winning. And uh, that is the conversation that was had. Has there been a change of heart based on the fact of where the Capitals are playing right now? Um, I could see how that, that, that could be. You know, one of the things that I read, you know, from Frank Severelli, he was talking about it. He was talking about that was the promise that was made, but it seems like the Caps aren't living up, living up to their end of the bargain. Um, it's an interesting take, isn't it? And uh, he also talked to Ovi about moving Dmitry Orloff and Garnet Hathaway and how Ovi said he wasn't happy about it, but he understood. And I think it stings, you know, a little bit more than others because Dmitry Orloff is his fellow countryman, and I think they have a pretty good uh, relationship. They're pretty good friends. So it was a tough thing to make, but... When you have Ovi on your team, you know, you got to kind of run those things by him. Uh, it's my understanding that McClellan and Ovechkin met recently to discuss the sell-off that the veteran GM initiated Thursday when he dealt Orloff and Garnet Hathaway to the NHL-leading Bruins for a package of picks, including Boston's 2023 first-rounder and winger Craig Smith. Ovechkin isn't happy about the situation, but given the team's recent struggle, its position in the standings and the injury to number one defenseman John Carlson, he also understands why McClellan is doing what he's doing. Orloff and Hathaway stop by MedStar Ice Complex to thank everyone, and we thank their contributions uh, to this team. It is tough to see them, both of them, in the Bruins 
uniforms there and an interesting take on it or interesting thing that I saw was that Garnet Hathaway spray painted his pads or his his gloves black because he didn't have the black gloves that's needed for the Bruins. But, um, you know, we wish those guys nothing but the best on the Bruins. But for the Capitals and what that means and a change of heart potentially for Ovi and Brian McClellan, kind of Brian McClellan going to Ovi and saying, you want to know something? I know what we talked about. I know that I talked about that I wasn't going to, you know, tear this team down to the studs and rebuild while you're here. Um, because I want you to give the, you know, get the best chance at winning another Stanley Cup. And I know you're chasing Gretzky. And I know that that was also a, co- a similar conversation, I think, that Ovi had with Brian McClellan saying, listen, I'm the greatest guy pretty much in the NHL. Um, you know, if you really want me to stay here, you know, I have options. There are 31 other options for me in the NHL. If you really value me on this team, it would be in your best interest to make sure that this team, this team stays intact. Don't do anything crazy out there. Like what you saw the Washington nationals do, um, where that team is virtually unrecognizable. You have to Google search most any player that's on that team. That is what, what what the Capitals did not want to go through. They and and Ovi wanted to go through. He said that he didn't want to be playing as like a third line winger. You know that's not that's not what he saw. He didn't want to ride out into the sunset being known as this depth piece on this rebuilding team that's that's looking for an identity. I get where Ovi's coming from. You know, um, he could play anywhere that he wanted to play. He chose to to stay in Washington, and I do think that there is a, a feeling of loyalty. Uh, for him to want to stay here. There were some big moves and, you know, they want a cup here and he has such a big history in the city for one. He's a, a big uh, person in the city. He's also has a close relationship with Nick Backstrom and, and uh, there's a long uh, history there. So I think there is some loyalty there, but you got to think at the end of the day, Ovi could have gone to whatever team he wanted to go to. I think they had to come to terms with the money for his new deal, but it wasn't just money for Ovi. He's got all the money in the world that he wants. There was more than that. He wanted to make sure that he was going to stay on a team that is sound and is and it is a winning is a winning team. And up to this point, the Capitals have lived up to their end of the bargain. This would be the first year, if they in fact miss the playoffs, that they have missed the playoffs since 2014. 2014 2014 Adam Oates era. It's been some time. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting for the Caps going forward in the offseason. If the Capitals do, in fact, miss the playoffs, do they move on from Peter Laviolette? Um, I ultimately don't think that's the right thing. And I know what everyone's saying is that, you know, the team sucks and let's all go after Peter Laviolette. Just Listen, hear me out here. He is, and this isn't conjecture. This isn't, you know, some anecdotal things that I heard. This is statistical. He is the winningest U.S.-born hockey coach in the NHL. The winningest U.S.-born hockey coach in the NHL. Those guys don't just grow on trees. Um, And I know that, you know, this team is struggling now, but think of all the myriad of injuries that this team is facing. This is the oldest team in the NHL, this team has faced so many injuries, and it's an old team, and all the other things that are working against him. What, how good of a job could Peter Laviolette have done if he would have had all the weapons at his disposal? To a certain extent, I feel like Peter Laviolette was hired to build a deck. And, uh, you know, he signed on the deal and said, I'm, I'm here to build the deck for you. 
But then they said, not so fast. Um, I'm not going to give you your nail apron and the tools. You're just going to have to figure it out. You're the coach. You know what you're doing. You're the contractor. You know what you're doing. And he's like, uh, how am I going to build my deck? I don't got all the tools I need. I just got, you know, like one screwdriver here and I got my tape measure. What about my, what about my air gun? And what about my compressor? And what about all of that? Sorry, man, you're just going to have to figure it out. And everyone's looking at him going, yeah, contractor, build that deck. That's what we hired you for. Go out there and build that deck. And he's like, guys, <laughs> I have built decks my whole life. I am the best deck builder there is. I just don't got all my tools. And everyone's like, excuses, excuses. Just go out there and build your deck. Do you guys see what I'm coming from here? That's what, that's what I'm talking about is he's doing the best with what he can, but he's missing some big pieces. He was missing Wilson and Backstrom for a good chunk of the season. Um, so it is tough for him. You know, I think that ultimately Peter Laviolette is doing the best that he can with what he has. And it's going to be interesting to see who comes back to this team in the fall. And then I think that can change, you know, a lot of different things. Um, so it is, it is an interesting thing going forward. I ultimately think that it's my assessment that Peter Laviolette should come back. Even if they do miss the playoffs, I do think he's that great of a coach. Um, I just think they, they need to retool and, and revitalize this team because whatever's going on out on the ice is not working. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about the games over the weekend. Yes, I'm leaving this for the last segment because there is some, you know, it is a 50-50 thing. There is some highs and there is some lows, and we'll talk about those both. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holiday seasons, and I don't know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then, man, I've got the thing for you. you got to try a Built Bar. With a Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And I've spoke of for a long time how you can find these products on Built.com. But now you can find them at your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the weekend games against the Rangers and against the Sabres and how those games leave more questions than answers. You know, it's an interesting thing with this team. You know, they lost six straight. They beat the Bruins. Let's rewind time a little bit. They beat the Bruins and they were riding in high. Everyone was pumping their fist and saying, this team, I told you, we had what it takes Next day, they fell to the Sharks, and then they lost to the Hurricanes, and then they lost um, to uh, the, they lost to the the Hurricanes, and they lost uh, to the Panthers, and then to the Hurricanes again, and it just kind of kept spinning out of control. In total, they lost six games straight, and then they found a way to beat the New York Rangers, who sit uh, third in the Metro. Kind of an interesting thing. How can this team rally? and find a way to win when it matters the most. And then they struggle at certain times, like the game Sunday, when they lost to the Sabres. It is an interesting thing. And, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, I think of that that is going to be, you know, the Achilles heel of that team is 
is their ability to not win when they need to win. And it was, it was, you know, kind of a dichotomy and, and just an interesting thing that when you took a look at the Rangers game, they won quite handily. Um, the New York Rangers and fought their way back to a six to three victory. TJ Oshie scored twice and recorded a Gordie Howe hat trick in what marked his 500th game with the franchise to lead the Caps to their first win in two weeks. And I was feeling high and I posted as much on Twitter how I thought that this was a good thing, but I also cautioned that the roller coaster of following this team is that they can make a win like that. They can win a huge game against the Rangers, formidable opponent, third place in the Metro, a pretty tall task if you ask me. And then the next day they fall to the young Buffalo Sabres. And you know, the interesting thing that I noticed, especially in the Sabres game, is it seems like they try to meet the Sabres at their level. The young, One of the youngest teams, if not the youngest team in the NHL against the oldest, and all of a sudden the Capitals tried to, to change up their offense. They tried to be run and gun, and they tried to, to be the Buffalo Sabres, essentially, and they got outworked, they got outplayed, and it wasn't who they were. They didn't have enough time to practice the plays. Kuznetsov shoots the puck. It leads to a scoring opportunity. It was just all sorts of clumsy, coughed up pucks, and just it was just a mess. But the thing for me that's baffling is how does that team lose its way? And I understand it's two different teams. It's not an apples for apples comparison. But the Rangers do sit in third place and are a pretty big opponent. But so what happens? Many people are talking to me that they should have had Lindgren start the game. And, you know, it's my assessment and I kind of, you know, it's my thought that they wanted to go with the hot hand. He played well against the Rangers. Why not try to keep that magic going? Subsequently, Darcy Kemper got so irritated and so mad with the play, you know, probably his own play and the play in front of him that he broke his stick and threw his helmet on the ice in disgust. That is not a Darcy Kemper that we see too often. And uh, it has to be frustrating for him. Uh, you know, to be playing so well in one game and then fall flat on your face uh, the next game after that. Oshie set the tone for the Caps early, scoring a tip-in goal just over four minutes to convert the Caps' first power play chance before dropping the gloves to fight Ranger center Barclay Goudreau. He didn't uh, relent from there, scoring again off the rush in the second period to give the home team a lead. It wouldn't relinquish, writes NBC Sports Washington. So it is an interesting thing. Um, you know, just the inconsistency and, you know, we're starting to see that a little bit from Darcy Kemper, um, you know, that, and I, I know we can't put this squarely on his shoulder because the defense struggled as well, but, you know, riding high in the game against, uh, the Rangers, Evgeny Kuznetsov also showed up, played a huge role on the team. Uh, if you take a look at the game against the Rangers, so just looking at the score sheet here, Evgeny Kuznetsov, two goals. T uh, TJ Oshie, uh, two goals with a Gordie Howe hat trick. Tom Wilson on the score sheet. Sonny Milano, um, everyone was riding high. K Kemper saved 23 of 26. It was a good feeling, and I was like, you know, could they keep this momentum going? But I was cautious in Twitter. If you follow me on Locked On Caps, you saw what I wrote. It is sometimes hard to follow this team because you can ride the high one moment and be down at the bottom of the roller coaster on the other. And that was definitely true uh, with the Caps uh, versus the Sabres. Uh, just a tough game there. Darcy Kemper, like I talked about, getting pulled out there. Head coach Peter Laviolette eventually pulled Kemper midway through the second after he allowed five goals on 19 shots, the last of which saw his frustration boil over when he snapped his stick and over the post and threw his helmet down the tunnel. 
Um, and that is a tough thing. And I know what you know where that frustration comes from. But according to natural stat trick, Kemper allowed three goals on high danger chances and two in medium danger situations. The trend continued even after Charlie Lindgren took over as both the goals against him, his team were scored on high danger opportunity, writes NBC Sports Washington. So it was, it was a tough thing out there. Like I said, they were trying to play um, a different uh, style of hockey. I think that they were trying to meet uh, the Sabres on their level. The Sabres, the highest scoring team in the Eastern Conference, weren't going to squander those opportunities. They pulled away for good with a four-goal barrage that spanned just seven minutes of game time. From there, it was Buffalo that was slowing things down to run out the clock. So, it was frustrating all around for the Caps looking at it, uh, who fell behind the Sabres in the race for a wild card spot with four other teams right in the mix. Any momentum that they gained in Saturday's win over the Rangers was lost, and they now just they have just one game remaining before the March 3rd trade deadline. I don't think it's going to be enough. I mean, let's face it, you could bring it in a huge player right now. It's not going to make a difference. It might make a little bit of a difference, but you know, everyone's like, you know, we're waiting for Ovi to come back. You know, that was one of the things that Steve Coolius talked about on NHL Network Radio on the power play. The Caps, you know, he was frustrated or, you know, kind of mystified by him. He said everyone was talking about that we're waiting for Ovi to come back. And Ovi came back and we quit. What do we mean quit? You know, you trade away Hathaway and Orloff. So it's an interesting thing. You know, everyone is just like was putting all their chips in that one. Ovi came back to this team that they were going to play better. And, you know, God, God love, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin. He, he's putting this team on his back and trying to carry him, but he can't do it all. His back's getting weak trying to carry this team. This team is going to need to bind together. Um, it's just, it seems seems to me that it's a little bit too late uh, to try to get anything together. I just don't know um, if there's enough time. I Like I said, a razor fine margin for error. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game. Every moment, every moment of performance, every result Locked On Game today covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game Locked On NHL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals available wherever you find your podcast. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, wherever the case is, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new episodes are available later this week. I have Matt Weirich once again from NBC Sports Washington on the show. So make sure and hit that follow and subscribe button. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCaps or my Twitter feed at DanCaps218. So you are in the know when it comes to the Capitals and for Locked On Capitals. All right, I'll talk to you guys again next time.